Let's do the intro, and it goes something like this. Hey there, folks, this is Tav and Alan, host of Comedy Above the Pub. It's Cat PDUME. The pub is fake. The guests are real virtual, but real. First of all, I'm joined by uh, your producer and mine, Darcy Feinder. How are you? Hey, Tom. Great. Uh, we have with us, uh, by the way, long time coming. I don't know why this hasn't. Oh, yeah, I know why. We didn't have Zoom, and you live in Vancouver. That's why. Um, Simon King, hilarious, hilarious comedian, joins us. How are you, Simon? I'm great, thanks. Yeah, it's nice to see you uh, virtually. Yes, um, it's. Uh, I will. I will. I will take any visit with you that I can. Be it in the green room in Toronto. Uh, be it uh, this way. Uh, even in person, almost. I might yeah. say. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit old school, but sure. Sure. One time. Yeah. You know, maybe a scrolled letter. Um, <laughs> we're, we're here to talk about your album. Um, something is better, but not as nice. What is it? How do you, <laughs> what's the name of this? That's actually better than okay, something right. is better, but not as nice. That sounds like a spell. It, yeah. Um, <laughs> Nothing is better than those of those Someone played D and D as a kid. <laughs> it's uh, it's as good as or better than. There it is. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, album... The last few had had like one word title, so I yeah. thought I'd better make up for it by putting oh. all the words in this. I saved okay. up. Yeah. So uh, the the album directed by a friend of the show and previous guest Rory Scovel. Uh, album Great. and special. Um, I, I cannot wait to get my ears onto this. Uh, what? all do we talk about we talk about trucker protests and where we are uh we talk about the art of comedy yeah that gets weird it's nice <laughs> it's nice to have oh and f-ing tall people you yeah, know how dare they <laughs> how <laughs> dare they <sir>. yes <laughs> and when i'm king gravity will be too strong for that bullshit yes <laughs> <laughs> suck them down that'll be uh, my phrase that'll be make america great again it'll click suck them down yep and then uh countries that suck at olympic events is there we answer that question so um, now I want to listen to it again. Yeah, well, you you get to listen to it because Patreon. I'll warn you right now. Something fucked up. You're not getting video this week, um, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, enough of my prattling on. Let's get right to Simon because he's uh, absolutely the best. Here's Simon. Here's Darcy. Here's me. And here's the music that starts the whole damn thing. There's a face I recognize. I recognize. There you face. go. Look at you with the hair. <laughs> Look at you <laughs> with the goddamn hair. <laughs> Look at you with that beard. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Well, you Fantastic. went this. Here's the thing. You went this way. I went this way. Yeah, it's That's true. It's true. Together, we are almost one man. Toge- <laughs> to- together, you and I make a man that should be at a protest right now. <laughs> It's like one of those things where they show like the older defined gentleman with the three piece suit, like always walking off a train or something. And yes. you're like, yeah, I could one day be, be that. And then I realize I can't even fit into any. No, no, like, no. I got I got nothing. Um, I don't know if this is if this is happening. By the way, Darcy's here. Darcy. Hello. Hi, Darcy. Guys. Yeah. We uh, you know what? I knew this was going to happen, uh, Simon. Uh, we're mm-hmm. just starting, just so you know, because uh, okay. I knew of any of the guests that I had booked over the past little while. I was like, Simon's going to come in hot. Be ready. So <laughs> it's a big day for me. I'm just very excited. So. Get in there. You got fake candles behind you. You got this lovely bookshelf. You got what? Yeah, upwards. I'm Showing up my smart foot books. Look at that. These are my smart books. One of I those, raise these all the time. Yeah. Especially the one that's 20% off. What is that one? 20%, I mean, I like a deal. Yeah. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, 
You can't complain. It's actually it's actually a book about how to get deals on books. Is that right? Is weird. Oh, it's just, it's how to get more than twenty percent off right. literature. How to buy sale, a dummy's so. guide for dummies. <laughs> chicken soup for the cheapskate that's me (laughs) yeah it's sapiens by um by yuval noah Harari. have you seen have you read this one by hootie who what's this no uh yuval noah harari i'm sure i've got that wrong okay it's about the history of all human beings okay from the beginning of time you're in it Oh, um, pretty much. Every- <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be great if it was literally just a phone book? <laughs> just oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> my chapter will be called "That Asshole Todd." <laughs> and it's just a whole chapter just, from beginning to end. Right. All Todd's through history, culminating like, with you. And the, and, <laughs> and the fucker would make me narrate the audiobook. <laughs> just, oh God, wouldn't that be great? Yeah, narrate your own audiobook of how much you <laughs> you're right. a piece of shit. And there's another I guess thing. I kind of, yeah. I guess that's kind of what stand up is though, isn't it? At least for me. It's like I'm just no, basically no, you're not wrong. long protracted suicide note. Oh. So, okay, so so speaking of this and I knew that this was going to um uh, that this was going to occur at some point. Do you um I do you go out for commercials and stuff like that? Like cuz I've seen you in something, haven't I? Um, no, I mean, I don't do, I don't do TV, but I do voiceovers yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you'll hear that. And then sometimes I've been in some TV shows and stuff. I haven't done any, I haven't got that, uh, sweet, sweet, uh, relish commercial money or whatever. Right, right. I have right. got, I have done like some, like shows like The Magicians and things mm-hmm. like that. Just, I just show up and it's just like, oh, it's just giant head. Okay. I'm easy to light because I reflect it very easily. Sure. So if they, if they're down a bulb, they bring me Excuse in. me. <laughs> there Excuse you go. Come <laughs> on, oh, Jesus. Christ. You got a lot of head. Jesus. <laughs> You- that's the thing is, I have a giant head too. So that's the other thing is right. we are some sort of Greek Greek mythological mythological oh. monster between the two of us. Let, um, let me guess. Whenever you go into like a like a ball caps or like a lids or something, mm-hmm. uh, you are like me. So what size can I get you? What's the biggest you got? What have you got yeah. in umbrella? Yeah. What have you got? And they in- never have it, and no. they never have it. They're always like, "Oh, I could do it," and then you're just like, "No, you can't." No. Yeah. And you just leave there with a bag around your head. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's why I'm sad they're getting rid of the plastic shopping yeah. bags. I'll have nothing to wear when I go out at night. I I uh, love going into shoe stores as well. It's the exact same thing uh, because mm-hmm. the, they get cocky. They get very cocky. They're sitting around the store all day. They just yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm I'm like they get three sales before me under their belt. They think they can. They they think they yeah. are fucking Sheldon Levine. Get the chalk. Get the chalk. Put me on the yeah. board. So I walk in. And uh, I'll just be looking around, and they're like, "Hey, can I help you?" Like right here is like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, uh, I don't think you can," because I just I'm looking at the sizes, going, "They they don't have it." And I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we got anything." It's like, um, uh, "I'll take a size 14. And he goes, Ye-. "And is that move?" It's just, yeah. the, and he's like, uh, "Let me let me check just a do." We- I, I, there's a Sasquatch in here. I don't know. <laughs> a 14 foot's a big foot, though. Yeah. I mean, that's a big foot. Like it that's is- like if you if you're not, you know, they're probably. Thinking to themselves, like, there's no way, mm-hmm. no way this guy's got a 14. Yeah. They probably look at you and like, this guy thinks he's got a 14. He's wearing a 12. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's, that's the upward level of the shoe salesman. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think if if something over 12 comes in, they both have to turn their key at once. Yeah. You know, it's one of those <laughs> Crimson Tide situations. <laughs> where they're like, you just call a manager where <laughs> get someone on the phone at Nike. <laughs> on my mark, three, yeah. two, one. <laughs> And then just the shoe comes out like but it's like slow motion, like a Bruckheimer yeah. movie. Uh-huh. And then I'm they, like that with liquor stores. I walk into liquor stores yeah. and like, can I help you? I'm like, I can uh-huh. help myself. And then I'll and then fun. they have like US military people with like two bars on either side of the shoe walking it out like it's the Ark of the Covenant, you know. Just lights going around, yeah, just like lights. smoke for some reason. Yeah. Just- 
And then they bring it out in front of me and I go, do you have it in blue? And then... <laughs> and they have to do the whole thing back, but they have to walk backwards with the thing. And exactly. And stuck down through back. It's, it's, a yes. very, it's a very labor intensive uh, thing. And then they go to the back of the store. It's just rows and rows of boxes, you know, just like the yeah. last scene and... Yeah, and like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, they just yep. put that shoe somewhere and they just disappears, uh-huh. and no one knows until another man with right. a size fourteen yes. comes in. <laughs> That's right. Most of yeah, my, I've, I've got a, I've Most... got a ten. I'm not a big. I'm not one okay. of you. I'm not a big shooter. Yeah, like well... I got a big head. Mm-hmm. I got normal, normal, relatively normal feet. Sure. So I would, I would be harder to track. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas over here, most of my footwear is discovered by the Nazis first, and then. And then we have it. And then I'm able to place it on. Well, with a, with a 14, you could land a helicopter on that. Pretty, pretty much. much. Like, pretty like, much. If you could, if if helicopters wore shoes. Yes. Just saying, yes. Which is also one of the books I have. Uh huh. If um, helicopters <laughs> wore shoes, the Todd Van Allen story. <laughs> and then it's just you narrating it. Yes. Let me tell you a story. Call me. Right. Call, call me Todd. I can't. And then just, <laughs> I can't go on beach vacations. I can't go to the Caribbean because Miley Cyrus is already trying to land her helicopter on my fucking 14. It's like, come on, get off of this. <laughs> that sounds like a rap lyric, landing your helicopter on my fucking 14. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Ooh, laughs> well, and then just R. Kelly's in the background. It's like, need something else to me. Right. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you had to expect that. I, I've been off Twitter today for a bit. Is he incarcerated yet? Or are we... I mean, I don't know, actually. I haven't been been keeping up on the R. Kelly saga, basically. Not only is he incarcerated, he's caught COVID while in jail. Beautiful. Has he? Yeah. Oh, that's, I think caught COVID-19. That's a bit old for him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He caught COVID-13 twice and claimed it was 26. (laughs) Bragging about the number of COVID that he gets. (laughs) Just... I swear I thought it was COVID-19. I thought it was COVID-19. It told me it was COVID-19. It told me. <laughs> it's weird for a virus to, pee, to be peed on, but it asked, it asked, it asked. You know, for all I know, that's what they're going to say cures it next. Because didn't they say drinking? Oh, yeah. Drinking COVID? pee was a, was a thing. And I'll level with you. Three gallons in, nothing. I am nothing. not getting <laughs> nothing. Don't Three know. gallons in. I like the idea that you were just like, well, you know, I mean, I got to give it a good time. I mean, I'm sure. not, I'm, I'm doing my own research. Here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> just cut to you in a truck with wraparound yeah. white Oakleys. It doesn't at, work. The government lied. At what point? You seem like a sensible person, Simon. When, at what point when you're doing your own research and you're tipping the jug of your, your own urine into your mouth, do you think to yourself, Maybe I should have paid more attention in science in high school. Like, when does that kick in? Well, by then, the bleach has killed your taste buds because you drank that early. (laughs) And so you've had the bleach, you've had the horse paste. And at this point, you're like, look, man. I'm in it for the three course meal. It's a chef's tasting menu. <laughs> it's at that point where I used to have a joke about like, I'm like, people will do anything if you invoke something. Like, if you'd be like, ah, oh, 9 11, it'd be like, well, chef cheesecake up your ass. It'd be like, I'm not yeah. chef 9 11. Okay, well, chef cheesecake. I mean, just because 9 11, oh, chef cheesecake. Oh. So people would just do anything if it agrees with their confirmation bias. Yeah. So the, um, uh, hilariously, not hilariously, this is fucking tragic. Um, Someone I'll got, be the judge of that. Okay. Well, <laughs> it, it, it involves the, the potential death of someone with diabetes, so have a laugh. Uh, well, um, okay, we'll see. So, so someone so someone uh clipped in on the on the web app that they're using for um 
uh, to communicate during the the where the trucker protests like they're they're using this mm. this walkie talkie app. It's called I don't know, chatty or something or chatterbox yeah. or whatever. Fuck. Yeah. And someone <laughs> someone said, hey, I know you've closed off the bridge. Can you open it for a bit? My brother's trapped on the bridge. He can't get out. He's got diabetes. He's going to die. And mm. the response back was, we've waited two years for freedom. Really? You've waited two whole oh, fucking years. Freedom? What freedom? You can do whatever the fuck you want. You yes. have the freedom to get the vaccine or not. It's up to you. Freedom. I fuck it. That word. Okay, I, I <laughs> it gets have, thrown around so much by people who have no concept of what it means. I have, I have said this so many times. As soon as white people start complaining about freedom, I'm fucking out. I am yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, a, it's a real problem. Done. Yeah. Oh my God. That's is... like complaining the laces aren't tight enough on the boot that you're standing on people yes. with. You know what I mean? It's, yes. it's just ridiculous. It won't give him his diabetes medication for his diabetes because they've waited for Fuck me. No. That's uh isn't that attempted murder at that point? It should that, be it's legally prosecutable now yeah. at this point. I would say I so. I mean, why are they there? Didn't they get kicked out of well, Toronto in like okay. a week? They just a day? Well, no, they just fired out this document. And he, I'm, I'm putting this in quote, like, you know, crayon on the inside of a Rice Krispies box. Does that count as mm-hmm. a document? Um, uh, asking the governor general to dissolve government. Well, she'll get right on. Sure. That. Of course. Absolutely. Why not? Else to do. I <laughs> hope they wrote it in French. So she goes, mm, I don't know this. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> love you know, to help, you, but, you know, uh, je you know, ne know parle pas. Really great is while they're there. Um, Immigrants should take their jobs back home. That'd yes. be just joyful. And yes. then they come home and be like, son of a bitch, we yep. was tricked. I love the fact that whenever you see a Canadian with a Confederate flag, you're like, the level of dumb, you can't, it's impossible to even start with it because you're like, you don't even know where you are. Like, no. it's just a level, I mean, it's just mind boggling. And the other thing is, they don't even understand. They could have just, most of them are from Alberta, they could have just gone to, Edmonton, and then it would have been the same issue. Yes. But then they don't even know how government works, and yet they want to dissolve it. I wonder how great would it be if the government general was just like, yeah, fuck it, let's see. Like, yeah. just let's see what happens. Like, right. let's see what happens. Who are you going to elect? Right. Who are you going to put in power? So, yeah, the you know what? We're going to dissolve. Justin, trust me on this. I think I, I think I got the loop. Don't yeah. worry about this. I got, mm, I'm okay. Well, you, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Trust me. And that's when that's when like Kazakhstan or somewhere strikes mm-hmm. and just takes over Canada. Exactly. Just, not prepared. Just, just like for some reason. I welcome nowhere. our Arabic overlords. I, I totally do. I I think I think it's going to be really interesting for uh, folks like this to continue this line of behavior and then actually lose their freedom. If if the police have the courage to actually arrest them, it would be amazing just to see how much they bitch and whine right. about being in a holding cell overnight. Because they don't even know what it is. Going, it's just mind-boggling the level of, of mm-hmm. cognitive dissonance that exists. How people can – I mean, you kind of – I see how Jim Jones did it. It's not that sure. hard. It's no. really not that hard. No. It's like, look, they, they won't let you have this it's juice, just... but I don't know where the juice is. <laughs> By the way, Jim Jones had the easiest job. He just went into the near Safeway. Kool-Aid, 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 <laughs> Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Could you imagine Jim Jones with, like, Snapchat or something? Like oh, the fuck. app they're using to communicate <laughs> notifications from jim jones hey just so you know uh, this big cult uh, gonna fuck all your wives later and then we're gonna kill ourselves yeah it was like yeah freedom freedom <laughs> freedom right fuck that diabetic patient on the bridge <laughs> freedom i mean you're gonna have to work with the copywriter on that one you can't quite put it yeah, that yeah, yeah 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 no that's that's true. okay i'm not i'm not saying it doesn't need to go through legal <laughs> aren't you sick of paying taxes yeah yeah are you sick of eating food yeah uh-huh. i can solve this problem for you it's like oh, well, so good. so i don't know if you if you know this simon since since we last talked i think when was the last time i saw you it was in the green room in toronto 
Yeah, so it's got to be at six years because yes. I haven't been to Toronto okay. in so long. So it's got to be six years. Yeah. I think was it the corner or something? I can't remember where. Maybe it was. corner. I know. For, like, I know for sure we had that thing where we we're all sitting around in the green room, uh, in between shows, and it yeah. was just like joke fest, joke fest, joke fest, and it was just. Uh, it might have been absolute then. Maybe. I think it was. Maybe. I think it was. Maybe. Absolute. Anyway, I don't know. All of this a long time. I'm an old man now. I can't yeah. Remember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're an old man. Well, I mean, my yeah. mileage is very high. Okay. So <laughs> I've been at the shop a lot. I just <laughs> I just have bad makeup, people. Um, I had to shove my liver back down my throat for this conversation. Sure you do. We're going to be on camera. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's trying to get out for a while. It's like, it depends on who you talk to during this pandemic as well. Like, if you talk to, like, medical doctors, they're like, okay, calm down with the booze there, Boozy McFadden. Let's, uh, mm. let's roll that back. Yeah. But meanwhile, if you talk to a climate scientist, they're like, oh, fuck, have fun. You got five years. Just go. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah Just get in on it, man. Yeah. Just get in. Um, it's going to rain bourbon if you wait long enough. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so all of this to say, I live in Ottawa now. So I'm at, like, ground okay. zero. Of, oh, you're there. Of this you're I'm not the there. I'm in the suburbs. But so, like, okay, good. but, like, my neighbor asked me, so did you go down and see the, the thing downtown? I was like, you couldn't get me down there if you taped my balls to a cannonball and fired it down there. I am not going. But this is the difference. And I found this very specifically over the, over the course of this weekend when all the cities had their own things, right? Uh-huh. So the police in every single one of those cities managed it. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, Quebec City, Montreal, wherever the fuck it was. They're like, cops are like, nope fucking get going yeah you know even in toronto they're like well we're not used to these not being black people but we'll we'll do it okay yeah. let's do it are you guys homeless kind of okay off you go um yeah. <laughs> ottawa um asked a judge to get them to stop honking that's phase one well it is it is the the seat of government yes so it does take a long time to get anything Boy. done like here in vancouver uh the cops were kind of standing around and then at about a hundred people on bicycles showed up and we're like nah fuck it and they just wouldn't let people through. <laughs> yeah. Everyone turned around because they're just. But I mean, to be fair, in Vancouver, cyclists are always in the middle of the road anyway. Sure. But at least this time, they just stopped <laughs> from delivering Uber Eats to you know destabilize de- a convoy, and then they fuck back off to whatever they're doing. But it was good. Yes. The cops here were like, "Oh, well, I guess we're just. I guess okay." Like they just agreed with them. What, <laughs> what was it? What was it like in Vancouver? You're in Vancouver now, yes? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. I didn't notice it was happening. So on mm-hmm. Canada Day, there was that we had a big protest with truckers about um, port tariffs on trucks, and that was like lined up for miles down the street like it was tons of semi-trucks because it was about you know inequality in port access or something i'm not entirely sure what it was but it was regarding access to the port for cargo for for livelihood things yes so they claim this was going to be that big not i saw a couple of like sort of redneck dudes who driven in from chilliwack with flags on their car and that was about it i mean i know they were here there was a bit of a lineup at one point but quite frankly um there's more of a lineup from geese crossing the road you know that stops everyone as more of that than it was here because i think they just i think that they they didn't understand that like they're gonna first of all there's nowhere to drive here it's insane you can't move there's nowhere to park everything's a one-way street i mean i think they probably got three quarters of the way through we're like this is a fucking nightmare let's just go let's just go honk somewhere else (laughs) oh oh wait a second are you saying these guys didn't plan well fuck okay they're too busy drinking pee that's why the truckers are involved because they have bottles of pee in there Ah, there (laughs) just throwing it out like johnny apple pee just Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad here. I don't know. Every so often you'd hear just like a hong, hong, and then I was like, well, I don't know what that's about. Okay. But it was just like a really sad it was like a it was like a, a sad kid's birthday that no one went to. Right. Just like just one guy. Mm-hmm. You're all coming, right? Yes. <laughs> they said they're no coming one, back, but they're not coming back. Yeah. No so one's expensive. protesting the uh the plastic grocery bag man. Right. Nah. 
Right. Yeah, we kind of saw it coming mm-hmm. because uh, what we like to do here in Vancouver is uh, we like to pretend we're very, very morally uh, upright and okay. uh, very ahead of the curve yes. environmentally. Um, uh, we're not, but we like to pretend <laughs> that. And so the best way to pretend that is that plastic bags are bad, right? Mm-hmm. And like, okay, sure. I mean, yeah, that is, I guess, part of the problem, but mm-hmm. maybe we could deal with all the other terrible shit. We don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, we have to be make it look like you're doing something, not yeah. us. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of the way it is. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of there's a lot of people driving around in uh, electric cars here with their nose in the air. But uh, right. but, but basically, it's like you know, it's Vancouver. You have yeah. to justify the ridiculous. We pay the same rent as people in the year 2037. So mm-hmm. I guess that's why. They're like, we might as well live like we're in the future, right? <laughs> so, so, and shit. so you live in the Blade Runner suite. I do live in yep. the Blade Runner suite. It's quite nice. You don't talk to people. That is a lot about with the mass and stuff in Vancouver. It has actually weirdly because Vancouver is so kind of cold and distant anyway in a lot of ways. Right. It, the masks have actually made it kind of weirdly more welcoming because mm-hmm. you can pretend people might be smiling. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. See them coming down the street. You go, oh, she looks happy. Oh, those are eyebrows uh-huh. are drawn on. But still, you know, like right. she looks- <laughs> uh, my problem is I wear a mask. And then mm-hmm. you, you see the tuft mm-hmm. underneath. So like people go, well, what, what's this guy? Plus I'm usually wearing sunglasses. So you're not seeing any face. It's yeah. just this beak sticking out, you know, wondering, you know, what aisle can I find, you know, the organic coffee in? <laughs> you look like you're going as guy with manifesto for Halloween. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and all I want, all I want is a bag of kicking horse. That's all I want. I just want. I, I shaved off the beard because of the mask. Like I trimmed it down because mm-hmm. it was just getting to the point where it would like, it was so the condensation stuff, although I kept a stupid mustache, but the condensation stuff, yes. I was like, this is really not like, is this how much water I breathe out every day? Good Lord. I'm disgusting. So, so, so living in Ottawa now, we're now in a warm spell where it's, it's minus six. So that Ooh. so that means I don't need to wear long johns uh, nor snow pants. Mm-hmm. It was actually quite mm-hmm. uh, quite nice. But for the past two weeks, when I get up to walk to walk the dog, it's like oh, it's minus thirty. So I did not for walking around. I it, because no one's around. I don't bother wearing a mask. So yeah, yeah, so I had this to protect myself, right? Yeah. And so and it's getting to the point. I don't normally have it this long. And yeah. my wife is good to remind me because she'll go, will you come here? And then she'll do that. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll do it. But then I got this audition last week. So I did it. Uh, the, the reason I asked you before is I got this, this in like in-house audition, like, you know, just record yourself and, and send them yeah, along. Yeah. And I was used to this when I started out doing like, you get like the, the, the treatments for, for the roles. And, you know, when I started out, it's like, you know, 20, 30 something single on the go. It's like, okay, yeah, I can, I can, I can do that. It's like, you know, it's like a guy dating woman. It's like, oh yeah, okay. That's a, that'll be a stretch, but sure. And, um, and then dad. Okay. Yeah, sure. I can, I can, yeah. I can play a dad. And then, yeah, dad of a teen. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. And then, <laughs> uh, and then it's like granddad, like fuck you. So, but. <laughs> The one, the one they got me. What's and I, the end of that? Is corpse? Yeah, exactly. Just a box. <laughs> Just victim, man at funeral, in box. <laughs> You're like, holy shit, the life cycle of an actor. Yeah. Um, the. The um the the role they were looking for, and I don't know how they got it. I guess they just looked at my height and weight specs and went, "Oh, this will be it." Um, they demanded dad bod, dad bod, dad bod. So I'm like, "Yeah, you can but, deliver on that." Yeah. Oh boy, can I? But like, yeah. come on. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit. It's like, granddad, fuck you. Like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the last, it's like the last free thing where they can be completely prejudiced regarding what you look like or anything. Like any other job. Right. If they're like, it needs to have dad body, be like, what the fuck, man? Right. <laughs> For this, they're like, no, sorry. It needs to be. It needs you know, to be. Blank, 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 blank. And they're like, but how are you not allowed to say that? Yeah, it was like, well, it's Joe right. Rogan's podcast. You can do what you want. And so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who's, that's hilarious. Whose joke, <laughs> who's joke is it? And it's very timely for this uh, for this time uh, that we're in right now with the Olympics going on. And I can't remember whose joke it is, but they're like, the Olympics are the perfect time because this is where you get to be racist. You know, and you oh, get to say, yeah. like, the Spanish suck at hockey. Like, yeah, you're allowed to say that because they just got mauled 43 nothing. <laughs> by sweden you know but imagine if imagine if that's that was your big like the spanish sucking at hockey is the thing you're really upset about on the yes, internet and all exactly. for like for, for like years you can't say anything and when the olympics comes around your family like, finally i've got a plan right 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 one day or the other way around is like the dumb woke people who are trying yeah. to cancel you yeah. because you said, well, the Spanish don't. So you come out with all this empirical evidence and like, look, they only have three skates. That's all they have. <laughs> They're really poor at this. Um, but did you see, I don't know. I don't, uh, do you follow the Olympics at all? Do you watch? Uh, I, you know what? I used to, but I haven't been following this one. Although uh, my wife did tell me about the, the speed skating thing. Okay. She told me about that with the, 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 maybe some trickery going on there. Oh, um, I, okay. I don't know about this. I just saw there was a, I just sabotage. saw. Really? Cause oh, I just, I just saw like Canada, Italy and Netherlands were in. Is that the one? The female? I don't, uh, what I heard was it was, uh, it was, uh, I think one of the Chinese speed, sk- uh, speed oh, skaters okay. knocked one of the Canadian oh. speed skaters out by throwing something at her, at her skate. Well, that's that's not in the rules. That should be the rebels. rules. <laughs> that should be the rules. Is it, you should each get a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone should get a weapon. You go to the locker. You all get a weapon. Your your country's uh-huh. weapon of choice, whatever sure. it is. You know, whatever hammer, whatever it is in the, in the states. Lack of books, whatever the fuck it is. Roller go- blade, roller <laughs> blade, roller blade. And it should be like, let's go. And then it's just mayhem where they just try and cross the line, like roller derby and yep. speed skating all together. Mm-hmm. And it should be one sport. The Olympics should last one day. Yes. And we should try. You know, the winner should have the least fatalities. That's who gets the gold. That's it. Yes. You, you only lost one person, mm-hmm. you get gold. Yes. You know? <laughs> the more people you have on the podium. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And on a bad Olympics, the bronze is just covered in, in caskets. That, that's yeah, all yeah. it is. <laughs> that's, 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 that's such a that's dark closing they... ceremony. Yeah. <laughs> just eulogies. Just, just, just an hour just of the, eulogies with fireworks yeah, going right. up behind them and music the, playing. Yeah. <laughs> what can we say about Katarina? <laughs> <laughs> The the national anthems are just replaced by dirges, you know. There's one solo sad little trumpet. Yeah. It just goes. <laughs> <laughs> you just fold the metal, like they fold the thing over and give it to the flag. Yeah. <laughs> Real sermon. Yes. And the, the skeet shooter or the, uh, the biathlon, biathlon, the 21 biathlon. Salute. Yeah, oh, just good. Like, yes. <laughs> then they have to run after and do it again. Right. I don't Fatal really, Olympics. I don't really think their onesies are really, you know, uh, appropriate for this ceremony. To be quite honest, <laughs> yeah, you it's should, not good to have a boner. At a no, you should. You should be able to see the package. Right 
I can tell you that from personal experience. All right. <laughs> That'd be a good name for a book. You'd read a book that said it's not good to have a boner at a funeral. You'd be like, I gotta figure it out. Oh my God. Is it, it, it literally, that sounds like Sarah Silverman's fifth novel or something. Yeah. But, <laughs> it does. Um, it does. <laughs> oh man. That'd be good. That'd be a good book. I definitely, I wonder if there, there must be a book about having boners at funerals. Oh, sure. Has to be. <laughs> yes. It, it's, it's the, uh, it's what got David Barry canceled. <laughs> that was the last straw. Boners at a funeral. Boners at a funeral. <laughs> at least something isn't dead. Moving on. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, so, okay. So speaking of countries sucking at other things, um, mm. Italy, if I'm not mistaken, took home curling gold. If, what? if yeah, yeah, they beat Canada the other Italy? day. It's and it's this new. They they haven't got the full. So so they've done this new flavor of curling. Which I ended up watching uh, the other night. I was like, uh, the, my wife had gone to bed. I just finished watching a thing, and you know that thing, and it always traps you. Where you turn off the thing you're watching, and then you're faced with the channel w- w- that was there before. So it was on yeah, yeah, yeah. CBC, and so I'm watching the curling. But it's yeah, yeah, two yeah. person curling, and it's man woman curling. It's called mixed oh, doubles ooh. curling, and they only throw five rocks. And they set up every end with one rock on the forefoot, and another acting as guard. At near the top of the top of the the mm. hack the not the hack line but the um t line and um and then they they play from there and so you're like basically throwing and sweeping your own rock but and she's it's 2022 so we're not allowed to ask her to sweep so that's the problem she's yes. <laughs> it's always got to be it is her prerogative it's should she it's a prerogative if she chooses yeah, to sweep. if she chooses to sweep or not, it's an equal opportunity cleaning. I, I yeah. would have thought with men's, women's, doubles, Italian curling, it would mostly just be arguing. And then oh. <laughs> as they slid down the ice, oh, why you don't take it a rock? It, it was still going on on the podium. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say that my wife's Italian. I married into that lot. So just before you start you know. hashtagging me out there. This is fine. Yeah. I think if you're going to get canceled for uh, making fun of the fact that Italians argue a lot, I think there's, they're really at the low of the fucking right. <laughs> with the hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, these coolers are not going to vafong themselves. Let's get out of here. <laughs> How did the Canadians lose that, though? Um, they didn't do well. They just they had a shit tournament. They had a shit tournament. And really? the reason the reason they opened this up is literally to open up curling to other countries. I was uh, yeah. I, I was hearing about this. So like a lot of countries didn't have enough curlers for even a four person team on, of, of either gender. Wow. So that's why they said, okay, find your two best man, woman, and then we'll, we'll alter the rules. And so it's, it's kind of cool because it's kind of set up like every end is set up. Like your cut, like like your yeah, it yeah. is. It's 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 wicked fast because you already have a guard out front. You have a guard out front, like place a guard. Yeah, there's yeah. so each team has a rock, and they alternate whether it's the um whether the other team gets this the the rock that's shot versus the rock that's guard, and then they oh, so they place there. the guard. Yes. Oh wow. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. an interesting way of doing it then. Because like because then that does speed it up. Yeah, well, for sure. Well, for sure. and here's dumb me. I didn't realize they did that because I was like, okay, we're starting the next end. They went to commercial. They come back in the next end, and they do this in tournament curling as well. Like when they're doing when they're doing the the two rock setup as ever the new rules, the two rock or three rock setup. Like you have to set up guards and stuff before you go into the house or whatever. So I assume that's what they were doing. Is like this is weird. They always seem to have hit the forefoot with a guard out front. 
weird. I don't know why. And then it's like, oh, they're fuck. And then I, I quickly look up the rules. Went, you dummy. They're just. Boom, you just think boom, they're boom. censoring it's- half of the match for you? Like, yes. What's going on, man? What's fucking government's not Well, do you? I didn't know there was that much of a lack of curlers. So that must mean that if, like, if you were to move to like Morocco or somewhere, you could be an Olympian. Oh yes, you'd be like, I'll curl, sure, and they'll be like, okay, and then that's it. I mean, you get a participation pin, don't you? I assume. Yeah. I don't know how the Olympics works. (laughs) Do you get a participation pin? I don't think you get a no. I don't think you get a ribbon. Hot dogs after? No, no. Um, I think what you what you get certainly with this Olympics is um, uh, you get uh, 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 one kind of last meal that you don't have to pay for, um, and then you get (laughs) to go. Yeah, and then you get to go into the Olympic Village um, and have uh, sex with whoever you want on those cardboard beds that they have right now. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Okay, it sounds like prison. These are probably not the jokes to make for Olympics being held in China. I don't. (laughs) Well, don't worry. They'll they'll never hear them. That's true. Um, They don't get the internet there. (laughs) They have have one Google and uh, and you have to use it with a mirror, apparently. That's how you Google Google in in China. Isn't that what they're saying? Like, in order to get past it, if you want to access Google, you have it's all backwards. Like the way it's, the, the, it gets past the sensors, so they flip the page, so you can actually Google. But you have to use a mirror to Google backwards. Really? So everything you read on Google is backwards. I heard this. I don't know how accurate this is. Uh, I got it from a website uh, backwards. <laughs> Infowars. Dyslexia.com, okay. which is mean to spell. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but they have got all the alternate spelling. So even if you just mash your hand on the keyboard, you'll sure. Find okay. It. You'll find it. Yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> Um, did I, did I hear properly? You were, I think you were a single man the last time I saw. Are you married now? Is that what I heard? Oh, no, no. I've been together with my lady friend since 2000. Oh, okay. All right. So this is my, actually, this is my comedy anniversary today. Today's my comedy birthday because I started in, yay. I started, well, it's the one where, um, cause I started in 2000. Right. I was 22. Mm-hmm. And so it's now 2000, weirdly enough, on a Tuesday in 2000, February two, Beautiful. Uh, 2000. And so this is the day I'm officially more, have been a comic longer than not. So this is the I have I have wasted half my life. Today. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. It's, it's the official day when I can say I threw half my life away. I did. Yes. I've done it. Finally. Yeah. I'm I'm sure if I added both of mine together, I would go. Yeah. Yes, because there, there was a noted break in the middle for me to uh, get married and divorced. Um, oh, there you go. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that I could return to my mistress and she could yeah. ruin my life forever. <laughs> um, the thing about comedies, it's like as the older you get, I start to feel like because, you know, I've, I've been doing it so long now, I start to feel when I go to Mike's, there's, there's no one else has been doing it as long as me, really. Very rarely someone yeah. will pop up. Like I saw Damon Schrader the other day, which was lovely, but very few comics. So I feel like the old guy going, you know, this all used to be a park. Like I feel like that guy now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to have to mail them a tape. Let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's when like, it's when it's old wars. There was one time that Mike Wilmot, he took that stage he did, and he went up with just a cup of coffee and a notepad. And then that's all it for an hour and a half. Laughter from day till dawn. And... <laughs> Let me tell you about when I saw Kelly Dixon lines. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> those that have retired are just banished to the history books. I actually it was funny. I was um I was working with uh, Stanhope, Doug Stanhope, uh, oh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and we were in the old um, Laugh Lines in Vancouver. Now that it's moved to the new area, but they took all the headshots from okay. the old club and just put them around upstairs. Good. And so the theater was downstairs, so we were upstairs hanging out in the green room. 
we were just walking, and he did a lot of comedy in the Pacific Northwest when he started mm-hmm. in Seattle and stuff. Yep. So he worked with a lot of the same people. And it was just me and him walking around drinking, going, He's dead. Oh, Jesus. he's quit. <laughs> he's like, He's a born again. He's right. dead. Right. And it was like the most morbid, oh. sort of sad little, you know, that CIA star wall where they go through oh those who God. have served. And it was just like, He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and as you get older, you're like, It just becomes. Right. Like you're some veteran of a shitty war that no mm-hmm. one should have got involved in. <laughs> so you can't really be proud of it. The Grim Reaper <laughs> comes in, looks at the same wall, got him, need him, need him, got yeah. him, need him, got him, got him, got him, oh, got man. him. I got stories about one one wing night in Causton, BC. <laughs> the game was in double overtime and they turned it off before we went on. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> it's just just, and then young comics look at you like, why do you use this, like put it on the internet or, right. or TikTok or something? I'm like, oh, they didn't have that back then. No, no. My, <laughs> my memory of so many nights, like tour, like touring rooms, are never about the 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 night itself or the like mm-hmm. the show that was, but like something that happened afterwards. And mm-hmm. and it was like I remember it was I was doing a show. I think it was in Calgary at the um, Comedy Cave. Mm-hmm. I was I was in. I was, I was in Calgary for a while. And so they had, they had, thankfully they had just put me up at the comics rate for like the week. Cause I was in between nice. yeah, yeah, the yeah. weekend shows. And so I would just sneak down and do open spots, uh, in yeah. the, in, in the cave. And, and then after, yeah, yeah. and then after the show, I would go out for dinner and I ended up at the sports bar kind of next door to it. Right. Mm-hmm. You went through the parking lot and it was there. And I was just watching the game, having, enjoying some wings. I think it was like Calgary Flames were playing. And I don't know if you remember when this happened, but the, they, they cut to the guy in the penalty box mm-hmm. and the woman beside the penalty box turned to the guy in the penalty box, lifted her hockey shirt and flashed her breasts at him. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that mm-hmm. and went, what? And no one else in the bar seemed to see it. They were just, everyone oh. was like down or like doing scratch cards. Like, did you? I was just like. Yeah, he got a penalty. No, not that. The other thing. <laughs> did they no? Did you see? And then I was like, and I was Googling it. It's like that's yeah, gotta yeah, be yeah. that has to be like no mention. It wasn't until the next day. Uh CBC apologized for a brief scene, and then suddenly it was all screen like, CBC apologized for their ratings going through exactly. the roof <laughs> exactly. For the last, I mean, if they'd have done like a version of like any of their CBC shows or anything like that, if they had like a topless road to Avonlea or whatever the fuck they've been, the ratings would have been through the roof. Topless Mr. D, mm-hmm. any of those shows yes. were just <laughs> Jerry Topless yeah. the whole time. <laughs> it would have been it would have been but I mean, it's just like pantsless family feud spike in ratings. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. It's right. Like, Coach's corner really is popular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh my my um my wife's uh, friend got us uh, all tickets to go see the Toronto Wolfpack, which is the uh, rugby league uh, concern in Toronto. And it's a lovely, it's, it's a lovely day out. You get to watch rugby. Um, I was on my phone the entire time on the bus ride down there. My wife's like, what are you doing? Going, figuring out the fucking rules. I don't know how this works. Yeah, I know nothing. And so I was this like, is oh, like okay. a brief, this is like abbreviated curling, right? Yes. They, it's very much. the rugby. It's yes. like, it's not seven aside, but maybe. It's about a dozen. About a dozen aside, and they all look but like it's, it's much quicker, right? Like it's not. Um, I remember watching rugby, and everyone's yes. all whatever rucks. Yeah, yeah, scrum, they do. Blah, 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 there's a lot of there's a lot of a whole this, lot of just and there's a lot it's of like this. compact rugby. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like mini rugby. Right. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it's quicker. Uh, it's, are the people bigger or are they smaller? No, too? they're the same. Everyone's they're under the same five, size. five. This isn't. <laughs> it isn't mini rugby. It isn't like you know. Yeah. <laughs> 
we haven't got little people out there. It's like, you know, Peter Dinklage is not going to be in like a biopic about one of the guys. Like, there's as many, there's, there's twice as many players, but they're all half the size. Right. So it's just like a lot more going on. Right. Well, so like I'm, I'm sitting here and, and so my, my wife normally does like, she's, she enjoys soccer. She likes, she likes hockey. So like, she's gone to TFC games with me. Mm-hmm. Certainly if we get an opportunity to see the send, she's all over that. And I was like, rugby, you must just be going because your friend who got us the tickets, she's also going to be there and you guys will be talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I just love a day out. There's, you know, they have Ontario craft beers on sale. Like they're really trying to get a lot yeah. of people in the stadium as much. And I'm about 15 minutes through the game, I'm like, what? How are you? As now I get it. Those two are loading up the spank bank like it's a twelve uh, gauge. Just like that yeah, guy yeah, looks yeah. nice, and that yeah. guy looks nice. <laughs> and then yeah. yeah, it's twelve Thors aside, all smashing into each other. Right? <laughs> twelve Thors aside. Twelve Thors aside. That's all. It's like what up. happens after you've used the spank bank, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> They got a lot of, there's a big, big caps on this. I have big rugby player caps. That's what sure I, I have big because I'm a, I'm a fat dude and was much fatter before. So I've been, I've been constantly every day's leg day when you, yeah, when you yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have these massive caps. So I sometimes got away with like being like, oh yeah, if, 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 you know, guys are talking about sports. like, ah, I used to play rugby, but I, uh, you know, I, I blew out a calf or whatever. <laughs> they look at your calf and go, he does look, he does look like he was one of us, but then, you know, calf damage. I hear you. When I work in England, we would play the rugby clubs and stuff. When we do those, uh, there was one guy, we played one. It was like their, their like annual kind of get together thing, you know, them. and, uh, and all the other comics on the show are like, you know, they're all British comics and everything. Sure. And I'm, you know, Canadian. So I sound American because I'm particularly because I'm West Coast Canadian. Right. And there was this gigantic man. And I mean, it looked like three guys in a shirt, like just in the front row. And they put him there specifically to terrify us. I, and I'm sure. not word of a lie. Six, nine, six, ten. Mm-hmm. Easily this man. Nope. One of the biggest human beings I've ever seen. And all the other comics were going out there. And he just sat there with this face, like obviously just trying to fuck with comics. Mm-hmm. And the whole time in the back, I'm just like, I'm just like, well, one of two things is going to happen here. Either he's going to sit like that the whole show or I'm going to make fun of him. He's going to sit like that the whole show and then kill me. But it'll be great for the resume. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's yes. just going to be so the first thing. It's important to have a really good resume for your funeral. <laughs> you yeah. When you, yeah. When they read it, just get him to read the It's like you know, just going through. Oh, he's done JFL Northwest. Look at that. You know, it's just scrolling through. <laughs> knock, knock on the counter. On the, uh, and I get out there and I said to him, I was like, I said, oh, uh, I said, you're not, you're not having a good time. He said something about, it. I said, oh, you look pretty miserable. He goes, I like to laugh or whatever. And I go, well, you look, you look like you're not having a good time. He goes, I don't like Americans. I'm like, what, you eat a couple that didn't agree with you or something like that? Nice. <laughs> as soon as I said that, he was like, yeah, fair enough. Because he okay. was one of those guys. And then, then I had him because because he was so big, but he was also not just wiry. He was like, I don't even know how that, that exists. Like, because oh, like no, you no. see dogs, like Chihuahuas and like Great Danes, and you just accept the fact that it's the same species. Yes. But then I see a guy that size and go, how are we? How is that? <laughs> like, it's, that no, is no, gigantic. No, no, no. Uh, so uh, I, years ago, going back to Olympics, um, years ago, I worked at the uh, the Atlanta Olympics in, in 96. And mm. on a, the ceremonies had closed off. We're on our way home. Uh, as are, you know, the remaining athletes that are all there. And I go into the airport, um, like snack shop just to get like a chocolate bar or something for the, for the flight or whatever. And I, I grab and I turn around and I am at mm, naval height. Oh my God. Of this guy. And I look up and it's just, it's this orange shirt and there's four other blogger. It's the Dutch national volleyball oh, team. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> need anything down here while I'm. <laughs> <laughs> It must be a 
trip to be that giant. I, I, I'm on TikTok because, you know, you have to be on everything now. Yes. And I follow one guy and he is like seven foot one. Sure. And all he does is TikToks are just showing his life at that height, like what every day is like to him. And it just seems like such a pain in the ass. Yeah. Like he's like hitting his head on sprinklers and he can't get on trains. And I'm like, no. yeah, if you're if you're not rich and having everything custom made for you, mm-hmm. that's got to suck. Like you being that big and working at a subway. Yes. It's like how much lettuce do you want? All of it? Because that's all I can grab. Yes. I grab all of it. Yes. That's what happens. I'm a fucking cargo crane. Like that's what I do. <laughs> Just, he's got the manual dexterity of one of those you know stuffed animal cranes yeah. in the uh in the Here's arcade foot long <laughs> <laughs> stops away but i think about that i'm like luthor mad at shift worker <laughs> <laughs> just rips the cash register in half your change <laughs> about that and like i'm just about 510 although sure. i shrunk a bit because i'm old um but i have kind of like a baby face and stuff and i do a lot, i'm a quite a yelly comic i couldn't imagine if i was a big guy like that mm-hmm. big, i couldn't do my kind of comedy because people would people would tase um, me i don't know brad was, like, garrett seven foot tall brad garrett seems to get away with it he's a fucking mountain yeah i guess he does yeah. he's kind of angry I've never well, seen he isn't funny really. but he's angry sure <laughs> Well, not being funny if you're gigantic, yeah. probably because you get headaches okay. all the time from no blood flow. There's there's two guys that just get so much accolade in in comedy, and I just don't get it. Brad Garrett is one of them, and by the mm-hmm. like you know, and he's one of those old guard evening at the improv guys. Like I get it, you're able yeah. to survive through that and whatever. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. um and the other uh, is Jeff Garland. Uh, I have never not seen liked his comedy. It's I okay. This is this is how judgmental I am so quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember, and this was when I was a young comic and I was like, oh, I can only imagine what it would be like being an evening of the improv, you know, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was able once to get on the stage of the Hollywood improv and, you know, I loved the four minutes I was up there not getting yeah, laughs. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you just watch these guys and like, uh, if, if you, if you go on now, uh, to Amazon. I believe they have old evening of the improvs. Mm-hmm. And there are names that you recognize, like Seinfeld's on there, uh, Larry Miller's on there, uh, Rita Rudner, right? These are names that you recognize now because you watch back yeah. then and they had it. Like you just like, oh, of course they're advanced now. And there are other comics that you haven't heard of because there's a reason. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, like that, that wine turned into vinegar through aging. It was not, yeah. it was not good. But I remember watching, like, just think, just revering. Like, what it would be like to, to be on the thing. And Jeff Garland, they introduced him. It's like, Jeff Garland. And he comes up and he's wearing a hoodie, not even dressed up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to dress, like, you know, match your character. I get it. He's kind of the mm-hmm. schlubby guy. Um, mm-hmm. And they just went up with the notepad, like it was the, the, the fucking big and tall bookshop that Garofalo was running and just started rattling through premises. Didn't even have jokes and was just trying to oh, sell really? them on the fly. And I was like, you fucking prick. Like, just, yeah. you did nothing to prepare. And I just, every time anyone mentioned Jeff Garland, I was like, and like, he's huge on uh, Curb, yeah. your, Curb Your Enthusiasm. I know he's massive. He plays a great guy. But I have just, ever since that moment, I was like, oh, fuck him. And Yeah, it's yeah. weird how that, it's weird how that connection with, like, especially in your formative years as a comedian, too. It's weird how that connection with watching a comic i mean as you get further along you go i mean in that situation it's a bit extreme because he's obviously not really it's a taping it's different right. but, you know sometimes you pop into a club or a headliner will come through town when you're younger as a comic and you watch them and you go oh that's not what i expected or that's not who i thought they would be right. and now you realize as you get older you know the variables and and mm-hmm. working the material and everything but tv tapings yeah that's a bit of a different thing if you're taping right if you're doing a taping yeah then it's like yeah show up and put the effort in yeah. and i feel like 
but it does definitely, I mean, I kind of, there's some, I'm very counter to a lot of um, what uh, I know what you're supposed to like as comedians, like who you're supposed to revere. I understand why they're good. I understand why they have uh, the reverence they have, mm-hmm. particularly the older comics that, that have come before, but I don't follow the path of worship that a lot of them, because no. I see it as what it is. It's, it's a, an organic and evolving thing. And it's, uh, they're not superhumans. Right. They're just like anybody else. Um, there are, has there ever been a time you've seen someone and you've just been like, actually, it's been way better. Like you've been so blown away by them in person compared to what you've seen them do. Like someone with some profile, not necessarily hugely famous, but I, I think Andy Kindler does not get captured well on television. That's I, fair. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think like his best work, like there will be, I will watch like just for laugh. Uh, just for last, um, you know, moments with him, right? So like, and Andy Kindler, and he comes out, and the crowd is stone faced, and I'm blurt laughing at my screen, yeah, right? Yeah, and it's, I don't think it captures it well. I think he, he needs uh, a curated audience. I think his audience follows him. Like if you, um, yeah. when when his latest album came out, hence the humor, right? Yeah. Um, I remember walking my dog, uh, at my uh, in laws' place. They have a farm, and just, uh walking through 80 acres of farmland uh, in the dead of winter, minus 30, and laughing my ass off listening yeah. to that thing because I am yeah. the audience for him. This is, you know, exactly. whether he yeah. wants it or yeah. not, I am I am a, a, a listener of Andy, Andy Killer, and I think he's great. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it's also, it's a very different hard crowd. I was watching, oh, fuck, who was it? Um, Gary Goldman. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I uh, I watched his um one one of my favorite bits is uh, two letter state abbreviations bit. Right? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah I remember that so that. that's on Conan, and if you watch it on Conan, you can immediately see what the setup of that room is because he's talking here. He is mm-hmm. playing to the audience in this profile the entire time, and then when he needs to roll into a break the fourth wall style line yeah. that he has, he goes. Because it is. And then he yeah. goes back to the crowd, right? So, like, he uses yeah. that as a punctuation point. So, you can see that setup. I like that. I like that. And, yeah. and well, here's here's the thing. Have you, have you done television tapings? Have you done that? Yeah. 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 yeah so, I have as well. And my thing is I always te- – I, I try not to play to the camera as, as, as much as I can because I want the crowd reaction more than the camera. Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 I'll check in with the camera, but I'm not doing yeah. it down the barrel. I will – these are the people that are here. I'm going to do that. And watching, yeah. and watching him do that is kind of like, oh, okay. I, I you know, I, at least I'm on point. What's your take on it? Well, you well do. it's, it's funny because it's like, it's like, I'm very, um, I definitely think stand up much like music is, is, it's just better live. I think any, any, because you get the feeling from the performer. And I'm very conscious of the fact that like my particular type of stand up, I, I tend to throw a lot of energy out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I when know, I'm doing I TV, it's pretty quiet there, Simon. <laughs> I'm like someone threw the sex pistols in a bag and then <laughs> TNT and threw them off. <laughs> like, it's not necessarily the best, but it's fun to watch. Um, <laughs> like, it's like, it's, I always used to describe that as like, like, you know, comics are like snipers. They load a joke, they pick their target, they pull the trigger and they just destroy it. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like a guy jumping out of a flaming helicopter with two Uzis. I'm not going to hit everything, but you know, not, <laughs> it's happening. You see, it's like, I'm the type of comic that jumps out of the plane and goes, slingshot. Why the fuck did I- <laughs> But so I have to be very conscious of because pacing in room can be a little faster than pacing for TV or film. Right. right. So like even this, this special that we just did, it was like, I was very conscious because we were particularly trying to grow an audience in America. I have to be a bit conscious of like pulling back 
And so unfortunately, that movement alone, even though I'm trying to be in the room to them, which I prefer, I always just want to be, if I could be filmed without knowing I'm being filmed, it would be ideal. Right. Um, on stage, in other parts of my life. Lawsuits, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> you don't have three cameras in the bedroom? That's a yeah, typical three well, camera well, shoot. One's yes. a reverse. Right. Um, <laughs> Once for audience reaction. <laughs> My wife is um, always on me. Is like, you know, I appreciate the three cameras. Do we need the laugh track? Like, okay. <laughs> and the guy setting up the chairs. Right. What's going on? <laughs> the boom mic. Yeah. Hit that's, me in the head every time I pull back. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's standards and practices. They're going to go through what we're doing and make sure that. <laughs> so I do feel like there's this kind of weird, it alters performance regardless. So what I try and do is. I try and be conscious of the fact that even though I'm doing the best I can in the room, the people at I'm playing to the audience, I'm trying to give them the most realistic representation of what I do. So even if in the room, a joke doesn't fly, I just kind of treat it like normally you would address it and handle it. You can't. So you just, I just treat it like it's gone well, or it's done. Like I, one of my favorite things to do is Winnipeg comedy festival. I Mm -hmm. love doing that festival. And um, the tapings there are, I've done, uh, I've done like five for them now. And every time I do one, I learned something new about being in that room and being with, but they're such, uh, so good at dealing with comedians. You know, sometimes they'll just kind of throw you to the wolves. It's like, oh, just go out there because they don't really know. They're not comics. They don't understand. Mm -hmm. This way they totally get it. They're like, all right, you know, remember to play up to the balcony. Remember this and that. Because because they know what it's going to look like. Mm -hmm. And so even that little bit of information helps you kind of get out of your head and just play the room. But yeah, ultimately being filmed sucks it just it's not as fun it's not as enjoyable it doesn't Mm -hmm. i mean if i could make a living without ever doing it or get my comedy out but you can't you can't get to enough people so it's like Mm -hmm. you know it must have been fun to do comedy in like the 70s and stuff where it was like you know it it was you would know if you were being filmed there's a lot of warning because no one's just (laughs) lugging in like hey Are you filming me, sir? <laughs> in the front row. Right. <laughs> but the organ player next to him. Right. Da, 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 I don't know what's. And then 1970s comedy. Chris Rock is making them put all these cameras in bags and leaving. <laughs> <with> the- <laughs> Throw your camera in the yeah. buggy. <laughs> I paid five shillings for this. Oh, my and- goodness. <laughs> so, the, well, first of all, uh, again, congratulations on, on your comedy anniversary. How how have you found uh, your your writing these days and the, and the types of jokes you're doing? Because the the reason I asked this is I was just I was I was thinking about sort of like sort of the jokes I'm doing I'm doing now versus the jokes mm-hmm. I did even like five years ago, and I find that my uh, my point of view is solidified immensely to my mm-hmm. detriment um, because I have to make deals with myself. To not write political humor because mm-hmm. everything seems to be a shit show and all my mind wants to do is make fun of it. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm finding it very difficult not to do that. And, and like, you know, I'm finding the jokes are uh, uh, are pointed. Um, mm-hmm. For example, just to give you like a, a, a little thing, I would never have come up with this like 10 years ago as like uh, someone posted, you're the mayor of Ottawa for a day. How do you handle this, you know, occupation? And I was mm-hmm. like, bring in the RCMP and tell them that the truckers are aboriginal. And yeah. that would, that would do that. And, uh, not a popular joke, but a pretty good one. And, um, <laughs> an accurate one, accurate, accurate. And, yeah. uh, and, and I got accolades from it. I was like, but like, I'll tell like my, my dog walking friends that joke and they'll yeah. go, Ooh, and I'm like, so I've become that guy. So, yeah, you know, yeah, I think so. I had a really interesting kind of the way I developed over the years, because it's now been long enough that it kind of like 
it, the, the changes have set in. So when I started out, I was much more, you know, I was, I was in my early 20s. So mm. as, as a human, you're just not as evolved. So it's much more goofy, much more character and impression based. And I was that for a long time. And then I kind of figured out how to do comedy in terms of like, could make a living at it, could headline, you know, right. you could get the hours out. And then what I decided to do was I was like, there's a big piece missing out of this. And it's that I don't, I was trying to make points, but I didn't know how mm -hmm. I didn't understand. And because I was relying too much on, if it doesn't work, I'll just throw in the goofy or I'll just throw in whatever. So what I decided to do was make a deal with myself to stop doing that. And so for five or six years, I just did not do voices. I did not do impressions. I did not do characters or very, very little because I wanted to learn to write completely without that aspect of it. And mm -hmm. then I put out a special that was the combination of that special called furious and it was called that because it was like this is all the things that i've wanted to say that i've never known how to right i finally learned how to and make it funny and make it work and then what i decided to do was, was i'm going to take this and i'm going to put both together mm -hmm. so i get a more full picture because as you grow you develop into more of a person so, as you describe furious that way i remember listening to furious mm -hmm. and now that you've said that i go of course that's yeah, what that yeah. is. Okay. Yeah, it was just I was relearning a style. So it's like if you want to learn a new language, you kind of have to start thinking in that language mm -hmm. if you want to get fluent. And I wanted to get fluent in political and social comedy. I wanted to understand how to make points that I was trying to make because I go back and listen to stuff I didn't need like, oh, four. I was like, there are points there that I'm trying to make. I just don't know how. I don't have mm -hmm. the skill set. So I needed to fatten up my tool belt. So I did that. And then the whole goal was to get to kind of where I am now, which is like, I can do both. So I can go into a topic that maybe I couldn't have handled before that's heavier or darker mm -hmm. or more difficult. And I'm okay with knowing how to change the path of it a little bit to keep the audience back footed, but to keep them trusting me as opposed to just so in order to do that, you have to grow as a person as well. So you have to kind of well round yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think my process has changed in that I trust myself a hell of a lot more than I used to. Because I always have written on stage. I've always gone on stage with an idea, just worked it out. That's just how my process works. Um, but now what I do is I go on stage with, when I write an hour now, I go on with a much harder, darker stuff first. Mm -hmm. Anything heavy I want to talk about, I get those those jokes working first. Then I take them on the road. And then, you know, you kind of crystallize them over time. Then I go back with like a salt shaker of the goofier, silly stuff. If I want to mm -hmm. put a voice through or whatever. And then what that does is it just kind of brings that level up. But it gives that nice balance of not everything is goofy and not everything is dire. It's all kind of this mix. And so that's, I think, how it's evolved. And I'm kind of curious to see where it goes from here because I'm starting to learn how to, because I never used to talk about myself very much. I always right. used to talk about like the world in relation to myself as opposed to myself in relation to the world. So the next hour I'm working on now is all about how my brain works, why I do the things I do, how I think. And so that's the process that goes next. So that I'll finally understand that language too, understand mm -hmm. how to talk about myself, personal relationships, smaller things. Right. Uh, like as George Carlin used to say, the big world and the small world, right? Like I've got to learn how to talk about that honestly and um with confidence because yeah. every time i've ever talked about myself on stage it's always been just putting myself at the butt of the joke which is fine but it's it's a trope it's too easy to do just be like i'm a piece of shit well it's like yeah but you don't it that works if you're going to balance it out with something else and so that's what i'm learning now right so that's the process that's changed so you know it's, it's a growing thing i mean I, another 40 50 years i'll be good at comedy mm -hmm. so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i'm a third of the way there i'm looking forward to the same brother it's uh <laughs> I just, I just love, like, I feel, I feel like I should be a therapist at this point. The question is not why you're a piece of shit. It's <laughs> how you're a piece of shit. And, um, it's, it's so funny. I'm, I'm so happy to hear that I'm not alone in this. I have to make deals with myself to get no, the other no, thing done. All. Because no, I was, I, I was making like, perfect sense. I was like, I, like, there's just, and being in Ottawa too and being surrounded by this shit show. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, get it done. Like, just, 
finish this thing and get these idiots out of here. And just yeah. like, you just get, it just clouds your mind so much. It's like, okay, you can talk about that, but first make a joke about your dog. Okay. Yeah. All right. But you're a human too. And the thing is that, that we have to remember is. I am not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, not with those feet. <laughs> <laughs> the old callback. Yeah. <laughs> Lothar want feedback. Told you I was a pro TVA. <laughs> um, um, but I think that the other thing that, that's, and I had this discussion with uh, with someone online about it, and it was actually a discussion as opposed to just someone yelling, us yelling at each other. And I said, look, um, we are not beholden to anybody to do anything other than what, nobody asks a painter to paint what they think people will like. People mm-hmm. paint what they want to paint. Right. Musicians write the songs they want to write. Comedians are no different. If you have something you need to talk about. Mm-hmm. Now, our job is slightly more difficult because we have to figure out a way to make the hard thing funny. Yes. You know, it's like if you want to paint a picture of, you know, uh, something terrible, like do it like a black canvas thing, like, and, and everyone goes, Oh my God, that evokes that emotion. But if you've got to take that same concept and make it funny, that's not easy to do. But the process of getting to that point means you have to really, really be comfortable exploring why you want to talk about that, what that is, what that feeling is to you. Your art form is your art form. That's yours. No one can tell you what to do with it. Yes. And so if you feel like you want to make a joke about a dog, the walking dog, that's great. But then if you also feel in the same thought, like a, like a regular human would, you think yes. about something else, you want to talk about that, you should be allowed to do that too. And so when people demand of an artist to maintain something and to not grow and not change, yes. I think that's terrible because humans change over time. I mean, I'm not the same person I was five years ago. Most people aren't. And so why would you be producing exactly the same art you were right. five years ago? So unless as, the art was disconnected from you. So as you as you were describing that, I immediately was taken to this. Uh, do you, are you familiar with the artist Goya? Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Satin Diverse right. Children. So, um, yeah, so just... Um, or Jupiter. Jupiter. Uh, Jupiter. So th- uh, I'm just going to share this with you. So Goya um, did did this, right? You yeah. know, he did this, 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 uh, La, La, Ma, La Maha Danusa, uh, or yeah. Desnuda, I, I don't speak Spanish, right? Uh, which is gorgeous and lovely. Um, mm-hmm. He also did this one. So... Yeah, there he goes. Satin Diverse Children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. there's... Mm, nice, I mean, pretty which, lady. And there you go. Hello. I mean, which one do and you then, relate to? Mm. Um, yeah, that. that and me, the, I like the Mr. Peanut one up there, too. If you know, go back to that. There you go there. There's a little uh, Mr. Peanut there. <laughs> Mr. Peanut. <laughs> that that guy here. Yes. That's one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to get off topic. Okay, but that's hilarious. Well, no, no. This is this is the three stages. Okay, so like this is um, yeah. so this is um, pre-occupation. Okay, yeah. this is um, during the uh, this is this is during. Yeah. Okay, um, and this is when the truckers find out they're jobless now. So. <laughs> It, oh man! It, uh, I love the idea from. that Goya was like, as he's painting Saturn Devour's children, he's probably like, they'll get it right. Like they're gonna yeah, get this because this is for a motel. <laughs> this is for a motel chain. Like they just like right. they come to him and they be like, do whatever you want. We we respect your art. Just you uh, know something light and cherry for yeah. the sweets, like the wedding sweets. Then yeah. you know that's what we're really doing. just like. Okay, he just paints that, and they're like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> put it up on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's like them accidentally booking Bobby Slayton at Dry Bar. Exactly. Yeah. That's the pro- that's why I pulled out of um, comedy clubs mostly because I realized I was like I really started pulling myself away from comedy clubs about ten years ago, a little more because I realized I'm like hold on a second, some of the people here 
are starting to kind of know me a little bit, but it's nowhere near enough. Like say there's, say there's 200 people in a room, 25 of them know me. Right. So I can't do the show I want for them because I have to, I'm earning a living and doing, I have to do what's right for everyone in the room. So I can only get as close as I want. I can't grow in the direction I want because I can't play. So until you get your audience, it's like you're talking about Kindler before, until yeah. you get your curated crowd, until you, your fishbowl is kind of at a certain size. Yes. You can't continue to grow. I mean, look at Doug Stanhope is a great example. He's oh. a genius comedian. Yes. Um, but if he couldn't work just a run of regular clubs. Like he's not getting booked at a yuck yucks in Hamilton or whatever no. the hell, like, it's just not going to happen because he will walk the crowd. Yes. But the five people that stay for him can't get that anywhere else. So you kind of have to make that decision, which is one of the other things difficult about being a performance artist is that you have to find, you have to grow. The audience has to grow with you and you have to grow with them. If, yes. if, if you don't find the right people, you're never going to be able to reach your potential. And that's the mm-hmm. frustrating thing about Canada, particularly is that we just are so it's so difficult to earn a living in this country in general mm-hmm. that like, you know, if you're selling 50, a hundred tickets, you you'll be on the road your entire life to make a meager living. You have mm-hmm. to get to a point where you can start selling more tickets and yeah. being bigger. And so the internet has, here's the old man in me again. Well, yeah. The mm-hmm. internet now. Yeah. When I started out. There was no other option. It was comedy. Right. Now that was what you got. It was. And now no, that's true. World, so. That's, that's true. You got to see my favorite story about comedy now is uh Daryl Purvis, uh, was doing, I think, Club 54 or somewhere where there was just like TVs at the back of the room, like the bar mm-hmm. section, the showroom section. And ladies and gentlemen, Daryl Purvis, and he gets to the stage and he looks through the crowd and one of the TVs from the bar facing him is showing his comedy now special of the jokes that he's about to do and it happened to me but it wasn't it wasn't the jokes but it was i was doing a bar in elkford bc right and they've never had a show there before and it was one of those ones where the show started at 8 30 and yeah. all the guys get off work at eight so they show up at nine so the bar's empty when my opener goes up so the guy behind the bar had decided to put the comedy network on because he's like well it's a comedy show so i'll just put comedy network on and he didn't put the, t- the volume on. And as I'm getting on stage, Chris Griffin brought me up. And as he right. brought me up, I'm getting on stage. My comedy now starts playing. Right. And the audience sucks. And I say to them, hey, just here's a funny thing. That's me. <laughs> and a guy in the front looked at the TV, looked back at me, went, nope. That's all he said. <laughs> How do you deal with that? So I literally okay. couldn't respond to it. I was like, but it is. I can see yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> so... Um, there's that moment and there's the other one that I had, I had, um, uh, I was, uh, last time I, was in- I just need to ask this question. It's been on my mind. Yes. Do you get a residual check for the airing of comedy now? You do not I have a, you do not No. I have a, I have a Saturday morning ritual of having my coffee and watching airplane disasters. I watch Mayday. You see a lot of Toronto comics on there as well, okay. mm-hmm. being like uh, baggage handlers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, when I mean, I'm just flipping through channels, there's always Comedy Now yes. replaying mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And like, they get nothing. Or yeah. it's the same yeah. ones years and years and it years was, and years It was later. a, I, I don't know what it was like when you were there, but I heard it was somewhere between two and 5,000 immediate buyout and they owned it. I think it was, I think it was like 3,500. I did the hour. Yeah. Um, which was stupid. It was my first ever TV thing and I did the hour. And I, um, I remember, um, I did the hour because I was told that if you do the hour, you get aired more. Mm-hmm. And I was told that that meant you got more residuals, but it wasn't no. at all. No. And there's no way to get that, I think. And then the funny thing is I got the uncensored and then they ended up censoring some of it anyway. Sure. Um, 
but I always know my comedy now is aired because I get like one person from Brampton likes it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Or something. So it's like, that's, yeah. that's how you know you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> so one person's like, oh, I saw your comedy now. Great stuff. I'm like, yeah, that was literally a different human. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know if you've seen um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a, ter- I'm a terribly broken man yeah. now. I had hope in my eyes in that. You could see it. They couldn't edit it out. Oh, so I have the, the if you want the, the metaphor for my career is this, is that um, uh, I had submitted to Comedy Now, you know, when was, I had like a, like a full 45 um, that I was able to do. And it's like, you know, I could just yeah. do the 30. And it's like, I, I knew I could do a stand in my head. It's like, because I knew this stuff back to front and, I, and it was fine. And I messaged him and I got a hold of the guy. He's like, yep, absolutely. You Trust me, you are on my radar. It's nice. like, well, it's like we're, we're going to do this. Next season, I'll be sending out uh, emails. I went, oh my God, holy shit, thank you. Canceled the next fall. So like the <laughs> metaphor for my career, and I've always said this, is like, you know, when you're going to a shop, you're about to go to a store and uh, you, you, you've, you're you about to go in and you have your hand on the handle and through the glass in the door, the guy turns the sign from open to closed <laughs> and locks the door. That's my career. That's my career. That's exactly. I said around Christmas time, I always go, I have a showbiz advent calendar. It's all doors that won't open. Ah! <laughs> So, okay. So when, I know there's something in there for right. me, but I can't so, have it. Mm, come on. Just like, you know, <laughs> so just, how many left? 25 doors left. Like a, like a silent on camera for, for rock the burbs. Can I do that? Can and I pretty soon you're like, can I just get just one of those? I'll just even take a plastic toy. I don't even right. want the chocolate now. I just yeah. take anything I can get. Can, so. can, can I do background on tall boys? Can I do that? <laughs> um, the so, so okay so there's that where there's like the guy looking at the tv looking at you and going nope someone with credentials mm. or stuff like that i was in i was in toronto during a moment before the lockdowns when uh because i was back in toronto doing my write em up show uh okay, which yeah. i should which i should have you on i should have you on as yeah. a as a you know what i'll talk to you after this because i'm yeah, yeah. i'm finalizing some things because we do the uh, the online shows over zoom we can get you okay well, yeah remind me um so uh, I went in early so I could get some other shows and stuff like that. So it was that I was absolute. And so I did that thing. And I know you, you've had this happen. And it's my favorite thing because it happens everything. Hey, Toronto, write them up. It's coming up on Saturday. I got this show Friday. It's going to be an absolute. You land there Friday. Hey, it's tonight here. And then it's absolute. It's like Saturday morning. Absolute was great last night. Here comes yeah. uh, write them up. It's like, on the train now, Sunday. Thank you everyone for yeah. showing up. First message. Why didn't you tell me you were in Toronto? That is the ultimate. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter how diligent you are. It doesn't matter what you put out. You could pay tons in advertising. You could direct. I have hit people on my mailing list that are on my mailing list, which is like 12 people. So I know who's read it. MailChimp MailChimp looks at me and goes, this could be a phone call, like a text. Like, like, why are you? Have you thought about just going to their house? Right. Uh, (laughs) Your parents know you're doing a show. And then I (laughs) saw I was, I was like, uh, it's full tonight because the guy that gave me a lift to the show, uh, I gave him a ticket. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got three people. But it's like, I always feel like, yeah, it's like people are just like, oh, man, I, I love to see your stuff. When are you going to come? And I just said, man, who did it a while ago? Paula Tompkins did that thing where it's like, if you could get 100 people 300. together. It was the PFG 300. He would come yes. to your town. Yes. I think that's amazing. I think yeah. that's great because then the onus is on them to do to mm-hmm. do. I mean, they won't do it. And that's the problem with Canada though, too, is they just won't do it. They yeah. just Canada's just not like that. They well that just, was they, that they was Bob Kerr that, that uh that did that. And then I did the I did the same thing for um Jimmy Pardo. Mm-hmm. And we got the numbers up to like two, two fifty, and Ian Atlas just went, Fuck it, let's book them. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. fine. But like so I so I'm in so I'm in Tor- I'm in Toronto and I'm just doing like a like an open spot uh at Absolute. And yeah, 
you know, throw the, throw the Facebook ads and stuff like that. And this guy hangs out after the show. He's a friend of Daryl Purvis's actually. He's actually down to see him, but he was excited to find out when I was on the show. And I went, Oh, that's pretty cool. It's like, Oh, I have a fan. <laughs> and, and he, and he was telling me, it was like, you know, I, I, I got butterflies, uh, with my album, my second album. And he goes, and it, it was, it got me through. COVID. I'm like, what goes? Yeah. Cause like, and he just breaks down every single joke in ways I never even thought of. And I'm, and, and it's like, Oh dude, what is wrong with you? This is just, (laughs) are you broken? This is, you know, I could not take the compliment, but I'm like a bit, I honestly, I I was like, I was like, I was like, I I cannot thank you enough for that. And it's like, and this is going to feel so weird to me forever, but just like those people exist for every comic. Yeah. Those people exist for every. And then he says to you after he's like, and can I have some of your beer? Exactly. Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit back under here. For for personal reasons. But yeah, they do. And that's the amazing thing is that like what we, do is such a weird thing i think people also with the way comedy is going through kind of a bit of a growth now because you know finally i think it's getting slightly more mainstream it'll never be mainstream but it's getting slightly more mainstream but if you think about how many i mean how many professional like comedians are there in the country middle or above like people who make a living at it who you would consider to be a comedian not someone who's not someone new working on it but like i mean how many could that possibly be a few hundred at most. At most in it Canada, can't be many. Canada specifically, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a few hundred, I would say. And I'd say pro full time working headliners, it's got to be under a hundred, yeah. under hundred for sure. Mm-hmm. And so, how many people are in the country? Thirty seven million. So mm-hmm. look at the percentages of how small that group of people right. is comparative, and then think that like for for a group that small, even together to make an impact to get get their word out and everything would be really hard. So the fact that we're able to draw the fact that that guy came to see you and had thought about your art that much is Mm -hmm. ultimate flattery because he really connected with the thing you made. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what it is really, because there's easier ways to make a living. God knows, man. I mean, chicken wings always get top Mm -hmm. billing when I work. So like (laughs) if I had a chicken farm, I'd be making more money. But (laughs) I I appreciate that guy. And I'm uh, I'm really curious about how he got that picture standing in front of my parents' house. Um, You could use this as your album cover. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> okay. As you change every piece of information. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Oh. Yep. <laughs> I get some weirdo fans sometimes. Like I get some guys that like, I had a guy actually was, this is a weirdest coincidence. I was doing a show in Vancouver at a late night open mic sure. um, called 12 Kings. And it was like one of those places where it's like, you go after all the shows are done. Right. And it's mostly people who can't get stage love it. anywhere else. Love it. Just, just, I love it. It's a great feel. It's a terrible bar and it's just this brutal, but it's wonderful in its own way. But I was on stage and it's very free form. There's no pressure. You can talk about whatever you want in any way. And I was riffing out this thing about, uh, you know, I appreciate Recording in progress. I appreciate the fans that I've got, but then I also am like, um, you know, some of them are a bit like, some, I'm, I'm tired of people sending me stuff like beheading videos at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, Jesus. It's not even real. And I made that specific reference and a guy in the audience goes, that was me. I go, what? I'm like, you're fucking with me. No, it was. It was a guy who actually sent me a fucking beheading video because oh. he was a, yeah, because he, he was like, he's like, yeah, man, I, I, you know, so you, it's like, oh, fuck me, man. And that was actually one of the days I was like, I kind of need to get off Facebook because oh, yeah. it's just it's too accessible. Right. Like, it's just, and it's, and I know that guy was trying to be like, he's like, yeah, you know, it's a conspiracy because because of the type of stuff I talk about, mm-hmm. sometimes people think that I might be like insane or, right. <laughs> or like digging a hole in my backyard to fill with canned goods. I don't know mm-hmm. what they think. Um, but so there's a little bit of that. Um, 
you know, you kind of attract a certain fan base that maybe doesn't really know what you're about or they take one piece out of context and don't understand. And, right. and so sometimes that can be a bit, then you think to yourself, why, mm-hmm. why is this person liking right. what I do? Why is this appealing? What am I doing? Cause it has an a, a adverse effect as well. That guy turned out to be all right. It was just, you really like watching people's heads get cut off, which, you know, Hey, sure. it's the nineties. Do what you want? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to talk about this album quickly before we go. We got to, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yes. So, uh, <laughs> what is, what is the name of your latest album that we have coming out? So it's, it's an album and a special. Mm-hmm. We did it all at once. We shot it at the Biltmore. It's called as good as, or better than. Uh, okay. And the reason it's called that, that is not at all hard to remember or say. <laughs> <laughs> the reason it's called that pertinent to the discussion we had earlier is I am as good as or better than I was before. Right. Now that I've combined the things. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying to myself is, you know, because people always sometimes would say to me like, oh, man, you used to be funny, which they, they mean oh, problem, but it's terrible That's no because good. they don't like the new stuff as much as the old stuff and vice versa. You get people who like the new stuff. So right. I'm like, no, I'm as good as or better than I was as a person, as an artist, as everything else. Right. And so we did that. We shot it in. <clears throat> It's shot in uh, the Biltmore in Vancouver to about 100 people, which is right. realistic because we didn't do one of these big theater things because I don't sell that many seats. So mm-hmm. why lie about it? You know, I hate that when it's like a bunch of people they've given tickets to and they bust in for an old folks home because right. they told them they were getting pudding. And now they're just watching <laughs> some guy yell motherfucker. And they're like, is, is, is he my grandson? Like, that's not good. Right. And so uh, <laughs> so we did it there. And Rory Scoble directed it for me. Oh, beauty. Really nice. No, friend yeah, of the yeah. show. Friend of the show, friend dude, of mine. Yeah. Dude, what a great what a great eye that guy has yes. for it and what a and it i mean he's such a calming presence anyway but mm-hmm. having a comedian direct your special especially one who really understands your comedy and really is so good right uh at it it dude i can't recommend it enough because his it's just it got a performance out of me i didn't think was in there yeah. so that's that's pretty great that so i mean overall very happy with right. how it turned out and i can't wait for people to see it. we're putting the special on youtube mm-hmm. um so everyone can watch it for free awesome and uh and uh the album is wherever you get your album so yelling yelling at people in the street Beauty. to give them your <laughs> just mugging people wicked you can only get the album by mugging strangers mm-hmm. i don't want right. to promote violence but um, you can only get the album at the trucker convoy right. anyway <laughs> <laughs> i just i just realized that what i thought was recording for our patreon did not so it's audio oh. only this week <laughs> hope you That's like the best it way to see me yes is, uh, is, is audio, audio only. only audio only. <laughs> what are faces we'll just, for it'll just be the the album photo going yeah. <laughs> just, just with x's over my eyes just, exactly hey we'll go back to that uh that resume that you had posted up at your funeral just like clack clack <laughs> there it is um simon thank you for being here Thank you for having me. This um, was awesome. I really dude, enjoyed it. Anytime you want, anytime you want, come on in and then uh, we will do that. Uh, where do people, uh, first of all, we're going to do the, um, uh, we're going to do the photos in the intro sort of after this. So like mm-hmm. hang out for a bit. Just don't go. Okay. Bye. Click. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do people find you online? Where, uh, if they want to, um, uh, my website is this is Simon King.com. Okay. Uh, and, uh, my Twitter is at unfamous. Mm-hmm. And my Instagram is this is Simon King. Beautiful. And uh, as for YouTube, um, all the links are on my site and everything all there. Um, and my YouTube is uh, youtube.com slash the citizen strange. Sweet. But if you just look for Simon King mm-hmm. comedian okay. or fathead, or if you just type angry, 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 man, <laughs> angry, mad, weird, beardo. <laughs> Angry, angry man, weird beard, right. oh, and then sad. If you put all that in, I right. just pop up. Type in so point, engine pointing at Comedy Now screen saying nope, and <laughs> it usually pops right up. If what should people should be, uh, could have been, if people yes. put that into Google, then mm-hmm. they'll up, up, up right away. <laughs> <laughs> could have been, but never was. Yeah. Up, up, up. <laughs> uh, honestly, thank you for being here. 
Thank you. Thank you. And again, apologize to the Patreon people for not getting video this week. Um, Darcy, (laughs) where do people find you? Uh, Instagram, Monty and Darcy. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. It'll be lovely. Um, Thank you, everyone, for being here and uh, being awesome. Um, uh, You know the drill. First of all, you can follow me personally at Hayes TVA on all the socials. You can follow uh, this very podcast at CATP Podcast. That's right, folks. Cappy. Um, write them up is coming up. We have a virtual date and a live date. Simon will talk to you about this in a second. You can follow uh, those dates and details at Write em Up Show. This is what's going to happen either virtually on Friday, March 11th, or in person at Comedy Bar Saturday, March 26th. Uh, I host a show where five comics come to the stage slash your screen and do uh, standing up comedy jokes. All the while, I've got a team of writers writing roast jokes about everything that comic does in front of you. I dismiss that comic and I read those roast jokes out verbatim uh it is the funnest show on the globe um like you, you can uh fo- just follow all the details at write em up show if you want to see me virtually or otherwise uh you can do so at heyitstva.com slash calendar one last thing you know the drill folks when you're uh whatever platform you're listening to this on uh or our um uh or down down getting from uh, from itunes you know the drill five stars talk shit about us in the commentary five stars talk shit about us in the commentary something like hey simon should talk faster five stars just do that <laughs> um <laughs> ladies and gentlemen on behalf of simon the no longer erstwhile darcy and myself when you listen to cat p you're in for a good time jimmy and bobby you are both always the podcats lately lately I find I rush 